0: Let's go ahead and jump into the word of God. Let's have a word of prayer. We are thankful to you, Lord, today um, for this wonderful privilege and this beautiful weather. We thank you for everyone that's here. We thank you for the time being able to be set back one day. They just may leave it put, and <laughs> leave it as it should be. But we're thankful today, and we recognize that we serve a God who has made an incredible world. That you have made the sun, you created the sun and the moon and the planets and the stars and then you created us in your image. We are grateful to be able to gather as a body of believers, to be able to fellowship with one another and to be able to experience the goodness and the joy and the love of our Savior. Being able to have friends, Lord, from various parts of the world, believes in St. Vincent's and New York and Boston, and Lord, we thank you right now that you have blessed us to have relationships, Lord, internationally, and we thank you that you are the one God that we can worship in spirit and in truth. We're giving him all the glory. Now give us ears to hear, we give your name the praise in Jesus name. Amen. I'm going to read First Timothy chapter four verses 11 through 16. I also got a, um, email today from Bill and Angela. She says, I want you to know we're going to be out of town the next couple of weeks. One of our friends has to be gone, so we have to go house it. But I want you to know that we, we, we're, we're still there. We're going to be gone for two weeks. And, and so I said, wow, you know, Sister Michelle's even mentioning, i will have to hug them in soon. <laughs> so we're just grateful. First Timothy chapter four, verses 11 through 16. And then I will give you the title. It says, command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, which we are now doing, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for, for by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. The title of this message is Take Charge and Act. Take Charge and Act. I was like looking back and seeing my, my friend growing up, Pep Horace Williams, the Taurus's brother, just want to always just thank him for being right there. Thank you, man. Amen. (laughs) Take charge and act. I think that most people have had to tell themselves at one point in life, get your life in order. You need to just do what's right. Have you ever had to have a pep talk with yourself? Tell yourself, cheer up, get up and do what you're supposed to do. Stop procrastinating. Take action. We all have told ourselves and have had talks with ourselves when we have needed to be motivated to do something that really probably should have been done a long time ago. When there is opposition to that which is right, one must be careful to stay the course because it at times can be discouraging when you are faced with opposition and discouragement. One has to recognize that action on one side is going to produce a reaction on the other side. If you are bent on doing that which is right, which is good, you're going to also have opposition even when you want to do that which is right. If you are going to be opposed, why not go on and just do that which is right? If you're going to get opposed whether you do right or wrong, why not choose right? We all have come here Born backwards. Please don't tell me you came here as a gift to God and that <coughs> He made you all for Himself and you and Him just partnered together and everyone else is excluded. I'm sorry, you came here backwards. Came here demanding your own way. Some of you needed more than that doctor putting His hands on your backside when you were born. Help us Lord. <laughs> Timothy would not be popular from the message that Paul had given him because Paul's words to Timothy was that you need and must do that which is right. Not only are you going to be opposed, you have been opposed. But Timothy, you must stay the course and you must take action and you must push yourself. To do the very thing that I know you really are struggling to do. So, Timothy, you need to take charge and act. Point number one, taking charge outwardly and moving through inner conviction. Taking charge outwardly and moving through inner conviction. When Paul tells Timothy, command and teach these things, He would be referring back specifically to the verses that we had just read before, verses 6 through 10. But it also encompasses everything that he had been saying prior to that time and telling Timothy that you need to stand and be opposed to the false teachers that are teaching and preaching that which is antithetical to the word of God or that which is opposite to the word of God. And so as Paul has been outlining, he then says in those verses to Timothy and then says in verse 11, command and teach these things. That word command and teach, it is a word that, that, that requires urgency and it is a word that says this is something you must do. It is not something that Paul says, well, Timothy, do you want to do it? You have a choice. He says, no, Timothy, you must do it. You must do it in terms of speech and conduct. Now, when Paul says in those first two words, speech and conduct, that would be characterized by outward behavior. You hear me as I speak. We hear one another when we talk. And then in conduct, in how you live out your life. There are some people that live one way on the outside, but behind closed doors, they are something totally different. Been there, done that, through with that, hopefully. (laughs) You want a person that has a consistent talk and speech as well as a consistent lifestyle. And this is what Paul is encouraging Timothy. Not only what people can hear and see, but then you also must have those internal qualities that he also mentions to him in speech then he says, in conduct, in love, and in faith, those would be things that you don't necessarily see, but they are prompted by an inner conviction that then it's seen on the outside. Have you known some people that have such great faith that they can just speak to that mountain, be moved, and it's moved? Now, I'm not talking about a literal mountain, be moved. I'm talking about a mountain of problems. There are some people who thought when Jesus says, let this mountain be moved, he was speaking literally of that mountain being uprooted and planted. I know some teach that. No, he's talking about overwhelming difficulties and problems in your life. Paul commands to Timothy in verse 11, gives him this matter to teach the things that he has been laying down to him. Teach them, Timothy, because There are some people who are teaching the opposite. Now, it is understood and believed that when Paul is given given these instructions to Timothy here, that there had been this hesitancy that Timothy evidently was not fully walking in his gifting. Now, it's interesting that Paul has to encourage Timothy... And don't forget, Timothy had been taken by Paul when Paul had gone back on his second missionary journey. Uh, Timothy had joined with him as some of the people in the church says, Paul, you need to take a good look at this young man named Timothy. And he joined him. But as Paul now has gone through uh, his missionary journeys, he is now writing. These pastoral letters, he has come to know Timothy and know that Timothy is one that is timid and has to be encouraged. Have you ever been in a place to where the Lord has been prompting you to speak and you thought and sat there and pondered? But what if you thought, what, what, what if? If I do this, then they're going to say this. If I say this, it's going to cause some people to get upset and angry. I don't want to offend anyone. Well, I'm going to tell you this. You can't live as a Christian and not offend some people. If you try to please people all the time, you are going to be most disappointed. (laughs) You're sowing something. You're sowing seeds. You're putting them out there, and you're going to get growth. Some of you are planning something and you're looking for something totally different. What Paul is telling Timothy would not be foreign to Timothy in the sense of what he had already saw and had seen take place in his life, but it is something that he knew was a problem because Timothy would oftentimes coward back and not do what was needed, what needed to be done. Timothy had been probably telling himself, that you are just too young to go up against those individuals. They are much older than you, Timothy, so you just go ahead and be quiet and let them go. Paul says, Timothy, you set the example in speech and in your lifestyle and how you love, what you carry out in your behaviors. Set the example. Why would this be important? It would be important because those that had been planting seeds had already put them out and they had taken root. Do you remember the story of Jesus planting the seeds and the wheat that came up? And then the next morning they said, the servant's master, there's, there's darnel that's been planted, or tares. Remember, darnel is a poisonous seed. It looks like wheat. It grows like wheat, but it develops a black head, and it is poisonous. The Lord says, no, they said, 'Should should we go pull up the 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 weeds that are growing, says, no, unless you damage the good seed as well, the weed. Let them grow together, and then at the end, there will be a separation. Why would Paul be telling Timothy this? Why? Because the seeds that had been planted had taken root, and it was affecting some in the church. Be careful who you connect yourself to in the church. Even some believers... That have a habit of pulling others down. Why is that important? Because it's infectious. You need to be one of those individuals that Paul is encouraging. Timothy, when everybody else is doing wrong, you stand and do that which is right. One of Timothy's priorities was to teach the people that which was right. So Paul encourages him, which evidently was one of his gifts. Even though Timothy is young, it's one of his gifts. First, Timothy was written, they believe, uh, between 62 and 64 A.D. Uh, Paul had been imprisoned at one point at least a couple of times, and it is believed that at the end of Acts chapter 28, that book kind of ends without a real conclusion, that while Paul was in custody, it is believed that he was released. Because as paul talks about coming to see him and planning to see him again you will come to discover when we get to second timothy that paul recognizes that his time is drawing near to leave this world because nero was the king was going to take his life we must understand that the battle and the fight and this matter of presenting the gospel and teaching It is a matter of life and death. Why? Because the very words that Paul told Timothy to preach would produce life to those who heard his behavior would be an encouragement to others, while those who had been teaching falsehood would tear them down and bring ultimate judgment at the very end. So Timothy's gift must have been that which was of teaching. In verse number 12, Paul says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set an example. Timothy it's believed was about 30, 30 years, to, maybe 30 to 35 years old when Paul is speaking to him at this time. Some said the age could even be up to 45, but many commentators believe that Timothy was in his 30s, which would be really a young man. And one thing could see why Timothy would be timid. Now, I don't have complete evidence for this, but I believe one of Timothy's problems with with his stomach, we say ulcers, I think because his fears at times messed with his physical body. Do you not know that you can have so much stress that you can be like me that you lose your hair? (laughs) No, mine's inherited on my mom's side. (laughs) My dad had all his hair to the day that he passed. I said, that is not right. <laughs> as a young man, as a young man, why is it important as a as a man of God, as Paul is giving Timothy these instructions, why is it important that he encourages Timothy as a young man? Why? Because one oftentimes tends to say, well, I'm just too young. I, I I can't say that because of my age. Paul says, don't let them look down on you, Timothy, because you're young. Don't let them despise you because of your youth. I tell you today, many of you have heard of the name Billy Graham. Billy Graham started as a young man preaching the word of God and became so effective around the world. There's been no one that has led more, they believe, than Billy Graham to the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a young man, he started, while one of his friends who started with him went the other way. And it is said that this other young man was actually more gifted than Billy Graham. But he forsook the Lord and Billy Graham didn't. So you don't even ever hear of this other individual. God has a way of raising those people up that honor and serve him. So one has to understand that one needs to take charge outwardly and move through the inner conviction of what God is doing on the inside. Your inner life will affect will eventually be seen on the outside. What you practice will eventually produce. So you have to be very careful of what you do. Because what you practice, your mind begins to make connections around that. So be careful what you allow your mind to make connections around. Point number two. Moving forward in my god giving gift. Verse 13 and 14. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy, when the council of elders lay their hands on you. Since many in the congregation didn't have Bibles, it was, it was common to have the public reading of Scripture. So they would read the Scripture as part of the service. It was a way for many of the people to hear the Word of God. So one of the things that Paul encourages Timothy is saying that you must teach and preach that which is the Scriptures. Uh, Let me also just read this to you as well in Acts chapter 13, verse 15. Uh, This is when Paul and Barnabas had been on their journey, first missionary journey. It says, after the reading from the law and the prophets in the service they were in, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. If there was a leader or an evangelist or a known speaker or a leader that was well known that would come, To a temple or synagogue service, it was not uncommon for them to be given the opportunity to expand on a scripture that had been read or to choose one. But oftentimes they would be given the opportunity. Jesus was given this opportunity. The Apostle Paul and Peter, they would be given this opportunity. And so in Acts, we see that this was not uncommon. It is also understood and believed that possibly when Paul is speaking about the Scriptures, he would not only be speaking about the Old Testament, the, the law and the prophets, he would also now be talking about even those that may, would have been in the New Testament. Um, in Second in Peter chapter 3, verse 15b and 16, Just as our beloved brother Paul, this is Peter speaking, also wrote to you, according to the wisdom wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters, when he speaks in them of these matters, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures and this is what Peter is saying, so it is possible that 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 when peter when Paul mentions this to Timothy to read the scriptures, it would include. Not only the old, but also now, possibly, even that which is new. Teaching and preaching. Preaching would, from one commentator, it would appeal to the moral character. So when you have teaching and preaching, preaching appeals to the moral character. character. And teaching would address more so the intellect. Be careful when a person only wants to shout when they are emotional. When they hear an emotional word, it touches them doesn't do anything for their mind, but they hear something. And my, my brother-in-law, <laughs> Emmanuel, one day was there. People said, hallelujah, Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> and wherever Mary went, that lamb was sure to go. And say, well, hallelujah. No. 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 Not in a little rhyme or riddle. And we're talking about the Lamb of God, hallelujah. But we're talking about this matter of Scripture that you have to be challenged internally as well as intellectually. So this is what Paul tells him. You teach and you preach the Word of God. Now, as I began to wrap this up in the next few minutes, When you think about gifting, and we're going to probably get into a little bit more of this a little bit later on, because when Paul talks about, Timothy, work within your gift, we don't fully know what all of Timothy's gifts were. And it is interesting to note that when he says, when the elders laid their hands on you. Now understand this, your gifting does not come from someone laying their hands on you, but... The praying of someone by placing their hands on you as the elders did for Paul and Barnabas can actually then launch you or give you a blessing. It is the Holy Spirit that gives gifts to the body of Christ. Remember this. It's the Holy Spirit, not you. Many people want to work outside of their gift. It's hard to get them to work within their gift. You follow? Some people want to work and do something that they're not gifted to do. But they're gifted over here. I don't want want that because there's no glory in that. I want this. But that's not what your gifting is. God has gifted, so we have to be careful that we don't just move to those areas that we just like. Now, it is nothing wrong with moving and working. As many people sometimes, they will try various things until they come to find out this is my gift and my passion. There are some things that God will just do and show. Now, there's some people that's gifted in many areas, but God says that you work within your gifting. The Bible does not say what it was that, that Timothy was gifted to do, but we have to assume it was teaching and preaching. Because Paul left him in charge and says, you do this. Work within your gifting. So in the book of Acts around chapter 20, when Paul, I believe, when the, some of the elders had come and they met on the beach from Ephesus and other places, he, they prayed. It may have been there that, that Timothy may have been there. And then Paul says in 2 Timothy that when I laid my hands on you. So what is he saying? He says, Act within the gift when the leaders prayed for you. Do that very gift. Why? Because the the way the scriptures read is that Timothy was not doing it. Whatever the fear might be, whatever the issue might have been around his age, there was some reluctance and Paul is pushing him to say, Timothy, work because the body of Christ needs your gifting. Paul goes on to say in 15 and 16, practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that you may see that all may see your progress. To immerse oneself is to devote fully oneself in an endeavor. When you immerse yourself in something, you put your whole heart into it. Paul's encouragement to Timothy is that his actions will allow other people to see him and it will cause those others that see him to be swayed by his good lifestyle and then forsake those that they had practiced and been following, some which I should say had been following and turned from them to follow Timothy. If you don't have a good example, young people will follow a bad example. Be careful what you put out there because somebody's picking it up. Uh, my wife and I, as you know, we walk on occasion. I need to get out the more, I haven't been walking as much. And I told you this that we have been amazed at some of the people that have, that we have no idea who they are, have not seen, that see us. And what we have found out is sometimes, some years, a couple years even later, we've heard some people say, Oh, I see you guys all the time walking. And we're thinking, Well, who are you? Or we stop at a store and, and, and have to go in. And we come back, I say, oh, I haven't seen you two in a long time. Where have you been? And now get this, we're five and six and seven miles from home. And we're hearing this. Just last week, I'm walking by the park by our house, about to head back, heading back home. And as um, one of our neighbors on another street I was walking past, he said, how you doing? I said, hey, how you doing? He says, I'm walking again. He's a retired, I think, police officer and, or fire, fire department. He worked in the fire department. Uh, he said, I'm walking again. I said, really? He says, you inspired me to start walking again. He was serious for years. Had no idea. But that's what he said. You inspired me to start walking again. We have people that sometimes that laugh with us as we have our lights on. We walk sometimes at night. I, I won't get into the whole coyote scene at night. We've we already been that way. Impossible! Until one night we said we're going back home. It's too dangerous out here tonight. You know? Walking sometimes, and we have our lights flashing. She has some different color ones. I got some red lights. And the person that came around on the street by us on a bike, and he go, "Oh, oh! I thought it was a popo." <laughs> We're walking one night cold out there one night. A person comes up to a a traffic light across the street. He says, Christmas came early this year, didn't it? We, We have fun out there. as People go by, they'll honk, they'll drive, but you just never know who's watching. And the comments are positive as compared to, those two are always fighting. We don't hear that. Or I'm walking, and says, well, Where's the person that your wife or the person that walks with you? And I'm thinking, wow, how did they know? Because they're watching. Someone is watching you. And so I want to encourage you that you need to take action with your life, and you need to act. You need to take charge, and you need to act. But you need to do it in such a way that brings honor to God. Why? Because people are watching. And this is the word that He gives to Timothy: people are watching, even when you think people are not watching, be careful because they are. Today, Lord, in this place, we recognize the tremendous challenge that has been given to Timothy. It's not only for Timothy because this pastoral letter was written to Timothy and the church. It was written to Timothy to teach and to read to the church and the churches in that area. And so the encouragement would be that Timothy is to be an example so that the others would see Christ and follow and do the same thing. And so today we pray as we have heard the word that we will be encouraged to walk in righteousness and holiness. And when we blow, we'll just say, God, I'm sorry and turn around that we will be careful to preach the word and teach the word, worship you in spirit and in truth. That we will remember that, God, what we are planting, what seeds are there, there's going to be a return. And so today we pray that you will be honored, that you will be exalted, that you will be lifted up. We thank you for your righteousness. And for everyone that's here, we don't take this for granted, but we thank you, oh my God, that we can gather in this place. having Lord, of the setup that you have given to be able to come together to lift up the king of glory. For those that will be traveling this week, and Samantha's mom when she goes back home, would you give traveling mercy and protection? Uh, we pray for this nation, Lord, in which we live in, that things will be done in decency and in order. Whatever the outcome Tuesday, that God, there won't be riots, but there will be just an acknowledgement in the world that which we live, that we can make choices. Oh my God, we praise Your name for Your goodness. Help us today to recognize and to know that, Lord, you have given freedom to your people and that we need to be careful to walk in it. So may we take charge, Lord, and then may we act. Act in the will and in the grace and in the love and the mercy of the King. We give your name all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. May the Lord keep you.